You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Welcome back to all of our listeners. We are here for another episode. I am your DJ today, Mr. Chica, and I'm sitting here with Mr. Jay. What's up, Jay? How you doing, Chica? Good to see you again this morning. We have had a couple of weeks between uh, between podcast episodes, and I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners that don't know. Jay has just been promoted and or taken on a fantastic new role as the CEO of a brand new company. So congratulations, Jay. And for the listeners that have been listening, I finally got a job, Jay. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Vice President. Come on, 106 days, man. It was a it was a walk through the valley, but uh, he prevailed as always. So praise me, praise be. Well, Jay, let's uh, pray right now, and then we're going to kick off into today's episode. Father, thank you so much for the the glory that you are showing through Jay and I in our professional lives. And uh, as we come together on the podcast today, we ask that you open up the listeners' hearts to be open to the conversation that we have today, but also to find you in the midst of the messes of our own lives. So Lord, we love you very much. We say all of this in your son, Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, Chica. Well, I'm looking forward to this week and we've got an interesting topic as we continue our journey through the fruit of the spirit. This week is gentleness, which I actually think can create a challenge for quite a lot of men. One, they wouldn't necessarily verbalize because for Christian men, you want to be in agreement. Yes, gentleness is a good thing. But I actually think gentleness, if we're being honest, can start to spark some things inside of us that feel a little soft. And we might not necessarily like that. So I'm really looking forward to unpacking what the true meaning, at least in our interpretation, our our layman's interpretation here of this fruit is. So when you say soft, Jay, are you talking about the, the the world's concept of, you know, a man should be a snag, a, a, what, a, a sensitive new age guy? Is that what you're referring to when you say soft? Yeah, and I think, I think it's that. I think it's also, you know, if you talk to a lot of men, it, it can be the way that the modern church presents Jesus. You know, a lot of churches like to present Jesus as the soft, bring me your children, I've got a lamb around my neck. You know, I'm kind of a weak guy. I'm the nice guy. I'm just a nice guy. And Jesus was a nice guy, of course. But that vision of Jesus is so incomplete. But it's one that most men get when they go to church. And a lot of men, that's the only version of Jesus they get. And so it's hard for for a lot of men to relate to that version of Jesus. I mean, when you think about it, we are inherently designed to be you know, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Like the Lord is a warrior and the Lord is his name. Like men are designed for battle and for strength and for a lot of other things. And, you know, when little boys grow up, you you don't have to teach most little boys to pick up anything that's in their vicinity and uses that as, as a weapon as they play at war because they're not playing, as John Eldridge says, they're training for their future. And so, you know, it, it can be a challenge when you come across some of these things and you go, well, gentleness. Okay, yeah, no, I want to be that, but but maybe not so much. And what does that really mean? So I think it can spark a lot of just sort of, oh, yeah, that's nice. No, we should be gentle. 
Yippee-ki-yay, Jay. You know, I'd be, <laughs> oh, be waiting to throw for, that one in there. For, for everybody born before like 1995, they just they just laughed and loved that. And there might be a few. Hopefully, everybody's seen Die Hard that's listening. But if not, you might you got to go watch that movie. It's it's epic. I I think of the word meekness because when I hear gentleness, I know that sometimes in the Bible even it's it's kind of referred to or translated as meekness but you're speaking about how that does not necessarily mean weakness meekness is not weakness and gentleness is not therefore not weakness no i think that's right and there's a lot going on here that's related back to the beatitudes and the sermon on the mount but you know really a good way to think about this biblical fruit and again we always like to to remind the listeners chica and i are not scholars we're not biblical scholars so you're listening to two guys who love Jesus, we love following Jesus, and we're giving you our interpretation. A good way to potentially think about this is the opposite of anger. Really, biblical gentleness describes great power wielded without harshness. So it actually requires quite a bit of strength to be gentle. This is about, I wield the great power that God has built inside of me as a man, with control. It's emotional intelligence, right? It's emotional intelligence. I, I think that's a great analogy, the emotional intelligence. I mean, we all know the guy, heck, a lot of us have been this guy, who goes off half-cocked all the time and is very sarcastic or uses his words as weapons because, you know, in this day and age, men tend not to use their fists as weapons as maybe much as they did in the past. The gentleness is the opposite of that. It's the man who responds with great self-control not forced, but but pure because of the relationship with the vine, right? John 15, Jesus is the, he, he, he is the vine and we are the branch because of our relationship with him. We can respond to the state of the world without anger and harshness and revenge. And, and we accept, we accept God's point of view on something rather, rather than our own. And we submit our strength to him. So I think a good analogy here is like the great warrior, the captain, right? But he submits his strength to the king. The great captain comes in after a battle, you know, comes down the aisle towards the throne. What's he do when he gets to the front? Before he talks to the king, he bows his knee and he bows his head. And then the king gives him permission to rise. And then he reports out, you know, we've won a great victory, my king. It's that kind of an image, right? Like to me, gentleness is that kind of an image. I have chosen to submit my power and authority to God's point of view. And then when I respond to people, I do it with the love of Christ. So like a really good example would be men that are displaying gentleness as a fruit of their spirit. They are not sarcastic. Like sarcastic men can be funny, but sarcasm, sarcasm is, is just a manhole cover for anger and fear. That's all it is when you really dig into thinking about emotional intelligence and psychology. So if you find yourself, you're a very sarcastic man, that, that's a, I used to be a very sarcastic man, so I'm using this analogy. As I grew in this fruit, that sarcasm began to taste very bad in my mouth and ring very hollow in my ears because it's a way to hurt people. It's a weapon. It's not a good use of my power. It's not under control. And I want to encourage our listeners too. Jay and I earlier on in our podcasting um, <laughs> journey, we did a whole series around righteous anger. So I'd encourage our listeners to jump back and, and listen to that if you haven't heard those episodes. But Jay, I really like that you just described gentleness is, is giving up the right to judge. 
um, what is best for ourselves and others. That's basically what I what I took away from what you just said, because God's not concerned with our comfort as much as He is our spiritual growth. For me, as as I listen to you speak about gentleness, it it means that we basically accept that God may use methods that we don't like to reach our hearts and reach the hearts of others, but we have to sit in the space to to what you were just saying, um, and and accept the fact that He is leading us there. Yeah, I think a good example, Chica, and it'd be good to hear from you on this. So I watched you over the last hundred plus days. You were you were talking about it at the top of the podcast, your journey uh, between jobs, which congratulations on your new role. I, I, I jokingly called him Mr. Vice President because Chica has just taken on a, a very large new role. It's really, really exciting. But I got to observe you in a hundred days searching for a job. You went through a lot of interviews and you could have become very bitter, very angry. Pushing into God, pushing into your friends, pushing into your wife. Why is this happening to me? Lashing out. You, you didn't do any of those things. You were quite joyful through the whole thing. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I've known you for a long time, Chico, over 10 years. We were not always that. That would not have been our response in 2010, I don't think, to this, to this situation, either one of us. So I'm curious like how, how, how you went through that and displayed this fruit of gentleness as you were walking out that path. I think that at the outside of having good counsel like yourself and, and friends and family around me, Jay, I think that for me, the belief and the faith was that he has rescued me before. I've been through a shorter yet similar kind of experience during the pandemic. Um, and and he, he, being Jesus, came out a hundredfold. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the display or, or the visual for our listeners, but he came through so big back in the pandemic that why wouldn't he come through now when it's it's like first world problems? My faith really sat in the fact that Jesus is going to come through. I just need to be patient into what we were just saying before. I need to wait on his time leading me to his will um, and continue to lean in on that versus me trying to force it through my own ways. There was all these moments, and I don't want to you know steal Chica's story, but even financially where money would just show up at the right time yeah. while you're yeah. on. And it was like, what? Like, that's pretty random. Or, hey, Chica, we just, just thought we'd give you this bonus from this other thing a long time ago. Here you go. And you're like, what? That just paid for another month of expenses. That was yeah. insane. So we did see Jesus come through. And I think as you walk in the fruit of the Spirit, and your spirit aligns more with God, all of the fruit, right? Gentleness is one of them. Then all the things that Jesus talks about become more apparent in your life. He says, he says, if your word if my word remains in you and you reign in me, ask whatever you wish, it'll be given. That's not that's not a prosperity gospel like, well, Jesus, I want a Mercedes Benz. You know, what Jesus is really saying there is as you walk with me, the things you request will will be in line with my spirit for you. And, and gentleness is a lot about that. As we submit our strength to God, we submit our will, our rights, and our authority to God, then we begin to take on more of his persona. One of the stories that I think highlights Jesus' gentleness is the woman caught in adultery. So we've talked about this story before, Chica, and it's an interesting story because you're always wondering, like, where's the guy? Like, he didn't get dragged before Jesus. But they, the, the, the Jewish authorities drag this woman before Jesus. They've caught her in adultery, whatever that means. She's bleeding. She's bruised. They've slapped her around. They throw her down in front of Jesus. And what they're doing is they're trying to get Jesus. They're trying to trap him into displaying righteous anger against her, condemning her and seeing her stoned, maybe even to death. That's the outcome they want. And they think they've got him in a catch-22 here because 
he's a rabbi. So when they come to him, the appropriate response for him is to condemn her. That, that's the right response under the Jewish law at the time. And it's what's expected of a rabbi who's righteous. And Jesus doesn't do any of that. First of all, he's super calm, almost weirdly calm through the whole thing. He's like riding in the dirt with his finger. They're talking to him. He's not really looking at anybody. He's listening. They're they're like hammering him like, what say you, teacher? This is what she's done. What should we do to her? You know, and, and, and he looks at them and he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we can stone her. You guys are right. You guys are right. Hey, hey, um, those of you without any sin, you know, go ahead. You guys throw the first, you guys throw the first rock and we'll get on with this party. And, you know, it's the, the, the Bible says the oldest among them were the first to drop their stones and they all start to walk away. And then, and then, you know, Jesus goes back to riding in the dirt. Like I'm just fascinated by his entire attitude during this, during this moment. And then he looks up again and it's just the woman sitting there and Jesus is like, Hey, where did all your accusers go? And she's like, they left. Here again, you might expect Jesus to give her a lecture, right? And say, Preach. So stop sinning and no more adultery. No, he's like, oh, they didn't condemn you? Well, I don't condemn you either. You're forgiven. Now listen, go forth. D don't, don't sin anymore. Like live a different life. It'll be better for you, right? And that's it. That's it. He's so gentle. So he doesn't walk away from truth. He doesn't ignore her sin. He forgives it. Now she's going to walk away from that completely transformed, at least most people, because of the massive amount of compassion she's been shown and all of those things. But nowhere in that story does Jesus display weakness. I mean, think about the kind of strength it takes to have a group of men staring you down with rocks in their hands, because the implied threat there is, if you don't say the right thing, Jesus, we're not just going to stone her. We're turning on you too. That's right. And so he stares all that down and it's like his pulse doesn't even go up. A lot of strength in that. The, the gentle load of God, of Jesus. Let me read this to you, Jay, and, and then get your reaction. Matthew 11 says, Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. I never understood what that meant. Your yoke is light? Like, what does that even mean? But as you grow in the spirit, at least my experience of growing in the spirit is, my spirit is lighter. And I have so much more peace. It doesn't mean I don't look at the world and see all the chaos and see all the craziness. It doesn't mean my heart doesn't bleed for that. It doesn't mean I don't pray for that. It doesn't mean I don't have moments where I'm like, what is happening here? However, I find myself a lot lighter a lot more at peace because I've submitted my will, my rights, my authority, my power, my kingdom, all my kingdoms at work, my family, my marriage to Jesus, my King. I've pulled all of it under his authority. And therefore I rest in his strength because I know he's got me. Therefore I can walk out my life with no fear because the story, I know how it ends and I know what's coming for me. And that I've really, and it has caused me to slow down, to be more peaceful, more gentle with people. My spirit is less harsh. I'm less harsh. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes and sin. I do all the time. But the other thing I've noticed, Chica, is when I do revert, I guess is the way I would say it, and something comes out of me that isn't the path I walk now, my spirit is very quick to recognize it, and I'm very quick to acknowledge it. 
And what I've noticed is this is a better way for me to live. So as we turn the corner to close down this week, Jay, I think that as always, we love to, to leave our listeners with a practical example. I love your idea of sarcasm. I love your idea of anger. And maybe if we can ask the men as we're reacting in anger and or sarcasm this week, maybe we catch ourselves halfway through the reaction and flip it into a response. So instead of reacting, we respond with this idea of gentleness. See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey. Jesus didn't come in with the sarcastic remarks or the darts back at the Pharisees when they spat at him. He responded in a gentle way. So for us as men, as we walk into this week, maybe that's the one practical hook we can take away, which is when we catch ourselves moving in a spirit of anger or sarcasm, we can flip it into being gentle. It would be interesting to give your sarcasm to Jesus and see what he gives you in return and what pours out of you into the world as a result. How do you do that, Jay? Here's what I would invite the men. When you wake up in the morning, if you want to attempt this, Lord, as I go throughout my day, if I'm about to respond in anger or sarcasm, would you check me? Give me a moment. Well, if you invite Jesus to do something in your life, C.S. Lewis tells you he's going to get on it. He's going to start moving things around. He's going to start knocking down walls. And, and then for, for me, Chica, the, what I try to do is, as I'm about to say it in my mind, and I know this is going to sound potentially a little hokey to a lot of people, but Jesus, I'm about to be sarcastic. I give you my sarcasm. What should I say to this person? I have found the words flow into my mind, and they come out of my mouth. And I would just invite the men, if you get an opportunity to try that, observe what then happens in the next moment with the person you're with or the attitude you're feeling. You may be surprised by, by the direction that God takes what's about to happen. Yippee-ki-yay, Jay. <laughs> I'm going to pray us out. And uh, and listeners, thank you. And, and don't forget to come back next week. We're, we're doing our best amongst the new transitions in our lives to do it week by week. Um, but we appreciate your support. And for many of you, the feedback that you've been emailing us. So shout out to our listeners that have been contacting us and letting us know what your thoughts are around this podcast. Heavenly Father, as we move into this week, we want to be reminded by your spirit. We ask Jesus to come into the times in our lives when we may be shifting into a um, to a posture of sarcasm or anger. And Lord, just remind us that gentleness is a gift that you give us. So Holy Spirit, just lead us uh, that we may be filled with the fruit of gentleness this week as we walk into our marriages, into our parenting, into our professional and personal lives. And Lord, also just give us that visual that we are riding on a donkey next to you uh, in gentle spirit and um, in reverence to you as King and our Lord. We love you very much. We say all of this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs>